Welcome to Whispers to a Bride, where we talk about the stuff no one else is talking about. We are going deep on the emotional aspects of getting married, the stress, drama, and turbulence that affects your own sense of identity and your closest relationships. We are talking about what it means to be a bride and how to navigate the sacred time with more grace and ease. I'm your host, Kara Gassabe. As a life coach and therapist, I'm going to be sharing super practical tips so that you can not only rise to the occasion of your wedding, but also your life. Hello, and welcome to episode 55 of Whispers to a Bride. I am Kara, and today we are talking about identity crisis. So, so many brides come to me because they are just feeling completely emotionally drained, frustrated, overwhelmed. And what they say is, I thought it was going to be the planning and the logistics and the decisions and just the, you know, project management aspect of planning a wedding that was going to be hard. I did not expect that it was going to be all of these other sort of emotional identity things. This is the part that people really don't anticipate. And so I just wanted to go through in this episode, a little bit of a broad brush approach to just some of the issues that becoming engaged are going to bring up possibly for you in just your own inner world, like your own thoughts and feelings, and just not even talking about your relationships with friends and family and fiance, just your own sense of identity. And so the first one obviously is your name, right? The very practical issue of changing your name. And I do have a previous episode earlier on where I talk sort of all about how this issue is just so much bigger than people talk about, right? There can be such a sense of loss and sort of moving out of their family identity. And then there's this, just this whole idea of people not knowing who you are in this new name and it just feeling all very weird. And so that in itself, I just want to remind you, it's a whole thing and it's a choice and there's no easy answer or right answer. It's just so important that you're intentional and that you give yourself, do not just wait till you're getting your marriage license and heading up to that wedding day and they ask how you want to be announced. Have a conversation with yourself and with your partner before that. Talk about the name change. Don't just take it for granted that you know how you feel about it or how they feel about it. Because I'm telling you, these partners have feelings about the names too, especially the men who assume that their wife will have their name. And so again, no right or wrong, just one of those weird identity things that people sometimes just, it catches them by surprise at the very last minute and becomes an issue. The other thing that causes a bit of an identity crisis is just this choice alone, right? That like, this is the person that you're going to marry. And until this point, you've been thinking about who will this person be? It was this big question mark and it was this empty space. And now there is someone there. This is your person. And that can be a lot to really, because you're saying goodbye, right? To all the other possibilities, all of the other roads not taken. You're really closing the door on all of other options, whether they're actual people that you have loved and cared about and imagined marrying, or they're just this nebulous idea of other options. Now you have made your choice and that is going to become so much of how you're identified is with the person that you're married to. And so that is an identity thing 
that can feel really scary and overwhelming and tying your life to another person. And what does that mean for your life and who you are, whether socially or career-wise or lifestyle-wise? Like, it's a big thing. And give yourself some space to really go through some feelings about just the very basic fact that you've made this choice. The other way that the identity crisis is triggered when you get engaged is the concept of motherhood and career. And I know it might seem a little early when you're newly engaged to be thinking about this, but I'm telling you, it matters. Your employers notice that you got engaged. Their heads already start thinking, okay, is she going to get pregnant and start a family and then maternity leave and all of that stuff? Like sadly, just the society we live in, this stuff is you know very much on the mind of employers when it comes to female employees. And they, a lot of the question about like, will you ever come back to work for your own self? Do you want to have kids? And if you do, how long do you want to stay home? Do you even know? Have you thought about it? Again, not that you need to answer any of these questions right now, but they're just going to be in the air, right? Whether you're thinking about them, the people around you thinking about them, they just start to come up and start to become very real very quickly. And it's just a lot. It can be a lot to think of. Even with motherhood, there's just the whole idea, well, what if it's not easy to have kids and you have to do infertility. And then how are you going to be able to pay for that? And what's your partner think about that? What if it doesn't work? Will you adopt? How does your partner feel about adopting? What if you can't have kids? Have you just a lot of things about motherhood and then career and what does it all mean? And what does it look like? What if your career asks you to move? Would your partner be up for that? How would you guys handle it? Could you talk about it? All of those things I think are just really, really important to think about. And just let your mind lean into different scenarios, have conversations with your partner before they become big problems. You can just explore and feel out like, what are the edges here? What are the boundaries? Like, where are the thoughts and feelings that are really strong that you might not anticipate? Another thing that comes up in terms of your own identity when you're a bride is this whole concept of people pleasing. A lot of brides run into this like a brick wall, right? They would maybe have been a bit of a people pleaser and it's kind of served them well, right? Because there is a definite upside to people pleasing. You get a lot of applause and gratitude and pats on the back and people think you're great and nice and kind and generous and all those things. But the dark side of people pleasing is losing your own voice, not knowing where you really stand, feeling depleted, and you have nothing left to give because you keep on giving all of your energy away to everyone else. And you can get a lot of resentment and you can just become really confused about who you are and what you want when you're always basing it on other people. And so, like I said, a lot of brides have been able to get away with this until their wedding planning really shows them the ways in which it's not serving them well. And it's not even possible any longer. I'm telling you, planning a wedding, you will find out real quick, you cannot make everyone happy. And so if you're a hardcore people pleaser, this can be really a big sort of come to Jesus moment in terms of your own habits around people pleasing. Then there's the other P, perfectionism. Just like with people pleasing, you might've been able to get away with being a bit of a perfectionist. It serves you well, got you the straight A's, like keeps your life tidy and moving right along. But it also, when it comes to a wedding, there is no way to get it perfect. And the harder you try, the more you fail, the more overwhelming it's going to be. You're going to find yourself really fixated on details to the point that like you're driving yourself and those around you crazy. Perfectionism is going to be leading you further away from the life that you want if you don't come face to face with it and figure out how to deal with your perfectionism because 
it's really just, as we've talked about, I think I have a whole another episode on it. It's just fear of judgment and criticism. Like that's what it is about, whether from yourself or others, that's where this energy to try and strive for perfectionism is just, that's what it comes from. And it really keeps you from doing what you really want to do so often because you're afraid that you can't do it perfectly so you don't do anything. And with a wedding, good luck. That will just force you to reconcile that tendency if you have it. And then there is the body issues. If you have ever struggled with your weight or dreaded the dressing room, you're going to find yourself facing body issues head on, especially for those brides who have been imagining themselves in this wedding gown, looking a certain way. You've looked at all the magazines and the Instagram feeds, and you keep on having this image of a bride in a gown. And of course they're like six foot tall, very, very long. And that gown just looks very different on most average sized women, right? And so you're in the dressing room, you're looking in the mirror and it's just not what you thought it would be. And then there's this whole struggling with your weight and your body is a thing for you in the past, it's probably going to be a real big thing for you in your bridal moment. And you're obviously not alone. I think more women than not have a lot of body issues and weight issues. And then when it comes to that wedding gown, when you're going to purchase probably the most expensive dress that you've ever worn, the stakes are high, it gets really intense and it can be really hard. And so this can be a time where you might really need some extra support in finding a way to that body love finding a way to self-acceptance, finding a way to improve your relationship with your body. And doing that kind of work will serve you going forward, especially if you do have children, because that's another whole time where you face a lot of intense body issues. Then there's an un, another one that sort of is unexpected, and that's like spirituality and religion. This might be something, obviously, as a single person, you have been fine with. Like you manage it on your own. You have your own spiritual practice or religious practice that you love, or it's important to you, or it's kind of distant in your life, wherever you are, it works for you. And then when it comes to your wedding, your partner might have a very different religious, spiritual life and want that displayed in the wedding. Families will have opinions on this and it just can really become a much bigger topic and that obviously people have very strong emotions about. So it can kind of take on a life of its own around wedding planning. And I think it's just one of those things that like is going to cause you to have a bit of a self-reckoning around what's the deal with your own religion and spirituality and how you feel about that. And then there is the last one we'll mention for today. Again, I think I'm just like skimming the surface is money, right? Weddings are so expensive. That's just, you know, for the most part, a generalized statement that most people would agree with. And if they're going to bring out your money issues. So if you're a spender, you're probably going to go want to really spend on your wedding. If you're a saver, you're going to be probably like drive yourself crazy on trying to figure out ways how to not spend. And this is going to be one of those areas where you're going to have to work with other people. You're going to have to work with your fiance, maybe your families to figure out the budget and stick to a spending plan that makes sense and it's comfortable and it aligns with your values. You're going to have to look. I was just talking to a bride the other day. He was like, I'm looking at the money we're spending and it it breaks my heart because I know the things that I have to put on hold in order to have this wedding. And so having to reconcile with that, like there's a whole show on Netflix about this mortgage or marriage. Like, are you willing to spend what could have been a down payment on a wedding? There's a lot there. And then how does your fiance think about it and your families? And there's just a lot. So your money 
is going to be another part of your identity that is going to come up when that ring goes on your finger. And so that's what I really want this episode to be about, right? Just look at all of these different ways. And again, this is just off the top of my head, sort of the big topics that are just about your own identity. These aren't even like major relationship ones. These are just about you and your relationship with yourself in these different areas of your own life, your body, your spirituality, your money, all of that stuff. It's a big deal. And I don't think there's enough conversation about how those things are all sort of called into question and being reexamined and reconfigured and reimagined during your bridal journey. It is not weird if these things are all popping up for you. Like, I think that's the message. Do not feel like you are alone. This is happening to everyone. And you might not have the same set of like top five issues that are bugging you, but like some combination of these, every woman is going through. So I really hope just knowing that these things are popping up helps you decide, you know what? I am going to take a minute. I'm going to take an afternoon and really sit with it and think about it. I'm going to reach out and get help. I'm going to hire a coach or a therapist to talk through it. Or I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with my fiance or just think about it for myself and make some hard decisions about how I feel about these different things and how I can feel better about them. So of course I'm always available. I have spots on my calendar for one-on-one and for bridal 911 calls. If you just want a one-time call um, for a really, really low rate where you can just have an hour of my time and we go through one of these topics and really figure out where you stand and how you can communicate it effectively to the people that need to know, I am available. I'm here for you. And so find me at my website, caramaureen.com. And I'm always on Instagram answering your questions at Kara So I will look for your questions there. And until next time, I'm wishing you nothing but bridal bliss.